another episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles. We have a very special guest today. I am Miranda Thomas. I am joined with Taya Johnston, Lexi Fema, Jen Peterson, and Jamie himself, Mr. Greg Martin. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the podcast! Well, thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here. I've, uh, I've listened to the first episode so far. It's uh, all I've had really time to, to listen to, but uh, I'm excited to listen to more and, and very excited to be here. Be here from so far away. Thank God you didn't listen to the rest of them. You probably would have backed out. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited to, uh, you know, come and get beat up a little bit and uh, talk shop with you guys. You guys uh, are very informative um, for people who haven't seen the show. And uh, you guys are, are really, really good. So um, Thank this is going to be fun. That means obsessed, but we, we appreciate you being so so sweet about it. I don't like to throw those words out. So when we get to the end of the show, then those words will start flying. Well, we're going to start freaking you out for the knowledge that we have. Okay. Just remember, we had 34 years to obsess about this, you know. Uh, obsessed, possessed, it's all the <laughs> All right. So um, tell us about what you've been doing. Like, what, what upcoming projects do you have? Well, the big thing for me right now is uh, I'm writing the uh, the memoir from when I was on Scarecrow and Mrs. King, and uh, I was promoting that back in April on uh, at the at the autograph show here in Los Angeles, and uh, it's it's uh, tentatively titled "How Tall Are You?" because uh, my height was always a, a big thing with with fans for some reason. I don't I'm not sure why, but. Um, <laughs> So uh, it, it really is going to chronicle my time starting out in uh, the entertainment industry. I started out as a stage performer. Well, I actually started out as a, as a kind of like a, a goofball in the family room with the family. Um, and <laughs> like a ham? Segway. You were ham? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I can see that. Kind of a, I call myself a dancing monkey. So uh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> much what I was as a child. And then that kind of transitioned into uh, time on stage and then um, my time on television. And then uh, ta- I'll, I'll talk a little bit about being a, a child actor as well and my experiences with that, because I think I've got a perspective on it that um, I think people would be interested to, to hear and read. So um, that's the project that I'm working on now is actually writing today. And I think we're I think I'm, I'm just about done with the, the manuscript, the initial manuscript. So then it's got to go to editing and then we're going to add. Um, I've got a whole trove of, of uh, photographs for this book that um, pictures that really my mom took. Uh, oh, my family awesome. Pictures people from the show and from that time that, that people have never seen. So um, I'm excited to to uh, show those to the fans as well. So that's the big project that I'm working on now. We're we're still working with um, my friend Elias Posada on his project, uh, Stormy Project. That's a film that he's making. And I think a lot of the Scarecrow fans have, have seen it, especially on the Facebook page. Yeah, and donated too, I know. Yeah. I know quite a few yeah, of us have. Yeah, we've gotten so. great support. Um, I could not be uh, more proud of the fan base that I have and enjoy. Um, and they, they kind of support everything that I do. And uh, so I'm just trying to pass that along to some young filmmakers and people awesome. that I know really well. 
So it's uh, I'm excited about everything that's going on. But uh, right now, that's the big projects that I've got. Awesome. And where can they check out Stormy Project? Uh, Stormy Project right now, um, I, I'm not sure uh, of the web address, but uh, right now on Facebook, where a lot of people are getting their information, is uh, facebook.com uh, slash uh, Stormy Film, S-T-O-R-M-I-E Film. Okay. Um, so, and then I think if there is a, if there is a web page from there. We can add it. We can add it later. Yep. We can add it to our site for you too. The Facebook page is really where everyone's getting all the information. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good page too. Yep, I think we've all already uh, been there a couple of times, so good. And liked it. Yeah, it's a subject matter that a lot of people are um, maybe not not uh, they don't know a whole lot about, and maybe are a little uncomfortable with learning about it because it's you know it's a it's about uh, the Hispanic culture and the Mexican culture here in in California. But I think the story I've read the script, and I think the story will resonate with people who who don't identify with um, some of the the cultural elements in the story because it's really a story about acceptance and uh, perseverance. And so I think I think the themes of the movie people are really going to identify with. So you know if there's some if there's some cultural elements that that maybe you're just you know um, not really familiar with, um, don't let that that scare you away from really following this project and getting behind it because the themes are, the themes are, um, are universal. Isn't, doesn't it touch on foster care as well? Or is that some, it's adoption. Okay. Adoption. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it's, it's really, it's a story about, um, you know, identity and which I think could not be more relevant in today's uh, you know, political landscape today, today's environmental landscape, oh, for um, sure. you know, uh, today's entertainment landscape. So I think it's, it's, uh, like I said, it's a really relevant story. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, well, we're looking forward to seeing it fully completed. I know mm-hmm. that'll be Good. great. And then for the book, we didn't really get to break in there, but I know when you announced it at the Hollywood show in April, everybody was really excited about that. And can't wait to read it. It's going to be so much fun because no one's done one. I feel like I've said the word excited like a thousand times. So I'll try and use a, a different descriptor, <laughs> but I am excited about it. That's the thing. And uh, I actually hadn't intended to write a memoir. Um, it was actually uh, something that um, that had kind of come about in some conversations that I've had with with really close friends um, because I'm 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 working on uh, I, I had been at the time working on uh, another sequel to one of my action adventure books. So, um, I put that to the side so that I could write this book because, um, I kind of felt like, yeah, that's, that's my nonfiction book, um, uh, lifting a foot forward. And for people that have read that book, lifting a foot forward, um, and, you know, maybe enjoyed my humor in that, although not everyone gets my humor. Um, it's but the people funny. that have, yeah, the, the people that kind of enjoyed that humor, I think they're really going to enjoy the, uh, the new book um, about my time on Scarecrow. So it should be fun. And there are some stories in there that people have never heard. Um, so that's, what, that's another thing that I think is going to be neat is for, you know, kind of peel back some of the layers. Because like I said before, you guys know so much. And for new fans, this show your podcast is really informative about, you know, some of the history of the show, but even you guys don't know 
Right. You guys don't know what I know. We can't, so, and we can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to devour that thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to you guys reading it and really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about That's it. That's awesome. We can't wait. All right. So we're going to do, you know, like uh, the actor's studio, they asked like the five questions. Sure. So we have our own version. So I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are on some of these. Okay. So what is the memory that sticks out the most, good or bad, during your time on Scarecrow? Really, it's the, the way that I was treated on set. So, you know, it's, there are some specifics that uh, of or some details of my time on the show that I don't really remember. You know, like some of the some of the scenes or or things like that. A lot of fans will ask me, hey, do you remember filming this or hey, do you remember filming that? And and honestly, I don't. And part of that is that, you know, so much time has passed. But a big part of that, too, is that I was so, so little. Um, you know, I was a young kid. And, and so just a lot of that was just a blur. But one thing that has stuck with me from the very beginning is the way that I was treated. I was I was handled very well. Um, I was handled as a professional, treated as a professional. Everyone, you know, tr- treated me with respect. I have great parents, and so they weren't stage. Not, you know, I don't. They weren't forcing you or anything like that. Yeah, and so, but they're also very respectful. So there was a there was a mutual respect. You know, sometimes when when kids come on set, and the parents are kind of a a pain, it it creates tension. And we never, we never had that. The one thing I will say about the Scarecrow set is that it was family. Um, so sweet. Makeup to hair to wardrobe, actors, crew. It was, it was just a great big family. And, you know, I've told this story before, but we'd, we'd be in between scenes and or they'd be lighting or doing whatever. And we would, it, Paul and I would kind of like entertain the crew <laughs> because you know, we were the, the monkeys and, and so we'd be <laughs> dancing around and, and entertaining everybody. And you do that when you have a comfortable, safe set that um, everyone gets along and everyone has a job to do and everyone's doing that job. And so it, it's really, it's a good show. It's a show you can sit down with your family and right. watch. Um, there's a lot of shows on television that you can't do that. And I think that's reflective of the people that worked on the show. Um, there was good, really good people that worked on the show and it was a family. So, um, that's why coming back 30 plus years later, I'm super proud to, to, you know, participate in things like this podcast, because I really want you guys to know that as much as you enjoyed it, watching it, we enjoyed making it. And we did that because we really got along. Yeah. It, you could, it just seems like, it. I know everybody's like, <laughs> we're all like, oh. But it, it does. It really comes through. And I think that's what people still 34 years later are picking up on. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Jen, Jen's daughter is 18 now and she, you know, she's watching it. Lexi's 25 and mm-hmm. she's watching it all new. It's new to them. And, you know, it's it's very special to them, too. It's not just a show that you watch, but it's something very special. I think that is close to people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, one of the things you guys have pointed out, too, on your show is that, you know, it was it it broke some barriers that it doesn't really get a lot of credit for. Mm-hmm. And so true. a large part of that was because we had a really strong female lead. Yeah. And, you know, Kate Jackson, I don't think especially a lot of younger kids now realize 
how big a star Kate Jackson really was at the time. Mm-hmm. And she's really, really smart. And the thing that, that I was fortunate enough to experience is that she was basically a second mom on set for me. Hmm. So, you know, that's, that's part of the, the family experience is that, you know, I, I was, I was the rookie on set and, you know, it was, it was just a, a place where I could come and the professionals would see me, help see me along. And Kate was a big part of that. You know, she's, she was the driving force behind the show and, hmm. uh, I think that's that's why young kids even now can can enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed like you and Kate had a bond, a stronger bond. I I kind of got this sense like in pictures of not like on set but just at different events and things that you were all at, she always had her arms around you. It seemed like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was for for the the time that we were on the show, I she was mom and, and I was her son, you That's know, so cool. and we really had that, that, that bond that a mother and a son can have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she loved my mom and they had a great relationship. And even my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, had visited the set and Kate really took to her as well. Hmm. Um, and it was, it was a great relationship, but I, yeah, I gravitated toward her and she gravitated toward me and, you know, and that's why it was, it was a, for me, it was a cocoon. It was, it was uh, just, I'll keep going back to the word. It was a safe place to be. Yeah. That's so cool. So besides your own, who is your favorite Scarecrow and Mrs. King character and why? No, I think it'd have to be me. <laughs> besides <laughs> you. See, I knew you would answer that. So that's why I said besides your own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did say that. I did. Uh, no, I still go back. It's probably me. Uh, number one would be me. Number two would be me. Number three, a very close third would probably still be I me. I said character, not not actor. So you're not making, it's not like you're going to hurt anybody's feelings. That's why I said character. So uh, when the show originally ran, it was it was Kate. You know, I mean, I looked up to her. Mm-hmm. She was my mom. We had that bond that we just talked about. And, you know, she was w- always the one that you were rooting for because she had no idea what she was doing. Yeah, right? fish out of water. Yeah. Right. And so you were always rooting for her because if anybody was going to get in, because Scarecrow was, you know, the like best spy ever. and Dashing, you know, debonair. Yeah. Good looking and all, you know, it. it's he was smart, clever and strong and like all this stuff and okay great and and that's the character that's who the character should be but if anything was going to happen it was going to happen to amanda right and and you didn't want it to happen to amanda because you know she has kids to look after she has a mom that you know gives her a hard time and and all this stuff so she's probably my favorite character during the show's initial run as i'm watching it back over the years Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm finding little nuances now that i have a an a a, a different relationship with Martha Smith. Yeah. And we are now uh, friends as now that I'm an adult and we can have adult conversations and talk about politics and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. Now, when I look back on the show, I kind of gravitate toward her character because I know her more as a person now. Right. And so I'm, I'm really uh, interested to see what what she does with her character and she never really had a whole lot to, to, to work with. Right. But, 
what she did have, she really makes it work. And so, yeah, what she did have, she made it a good punch to it, the first year. Yeah. And I get what you're saying about her because she is super smart. I mean, Martha is just political. She knows she's articulate. She's just eloquent, eloquent, but and in in and in the know. You know, she knows all that stuff. You know, she's lived a very you know a lot of different things that she's gone through in life. It's just really interesting to hear. Right. Yeah. And. So it's 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 interesting because now as I watch it back, then I find these little these little nuances of the show that I didn't know the first time, or I didn't recognize the first time around. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. So very cool, very cool. Yep. All right. So who is your celebrity crush? Oh gosh. <laughs> Do you have one? Brad, I think Brad everybody Pitt? does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you know what? Here's the thing: is that there are. I will say that when it comes to female actors, I fall in love with female actors all the time on screen for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So like my wife and I'll talk about this all the time and, and I'll go, gosh, I really, really love her. Like, I'm just like in love with her and it, I know it's a character or, or whatever, but I'll just say like, you, you have to watch this. I, I just got done watching a show called halt and catch fire that mm-hmm. was on, um, AMC and it had a four season run and then it was done. Never and, heard of it. Uh, Carrie Bish, I think her, her last name is pronounced Bichet is a, an actress on that show that I just, I, every single episode, I just fell in love with her like every single episode because she was so flawed and perfect and funny and like sometimes she would just frustrate the hell out of you Hmm. and you'd be like really mad because you think oh I you know I really love this character I really love the actress playing this character but you know don't be that way because I love you so much but you're you're frustrating and (laughs) she's that way because she's such a great actress and then you know I'll see uh, a different actress like Sandra Bullock has always been a, a, a favorite of mine because she does drama roles really well. And then you'll see in her comedy and you'll, and you'll be like, Oh, I I forgot she could even do comedy. Right. She is. I love her too. Mm -hmm. She's just so smart and so talented. And you think there's a lot of actors out there where they're the same. They're the actor in every role. Right. 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 John Wayne was like that. John Wayne was John Wayne in every role. The movies are great, but he's still John Wayne in every role. And and then you come across an actress like Sandra Bullock and you think, oh, she's totally has the potential to be like that. But she isn't because in a drama role, she takes you to a place you've never been before, like in Gravity mm-hmm. or, you know, for the romantic comedies, she'll do that or just for the straight out comedies. She's so that I find myself like falling in love with and having like a different crush every time I see a new show. Or That's a new awesome that you can do that or something because you know that they a lot of these actors or actresses take me to a different place and i just i fall in love with it because they're so so talented but still Brad Brad Pitt yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt but still, but still Brad Pitt <laughs> just cuz he's tall and good looking and you know like everything i want to be <laughs> well except for the tall you you've got it don't worry about that this I'm this I stole from the actor studio. So what's your favorite word? Favorite word is probably the F word. 
I was hoping you would say that. That's my favorite word too. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want it to be, but it's so versatile. Yeah. It's good. It's bad. Right. Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much any mood you're in, you can use it. It's awesome. uh, But I gotta, I gotta, I got to really stop using it because I love it so much that I, I, I just find myself using it. And I, I think, yeah, I probably, I got to stop. I find that passionate, like super passionate people use mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah, that's a good way of saying, yeah, there's a lot of crazy people out there that are just dropping <laughs> F. Myself like, included. There's no tomorrow. <laughs> that's my favorite word. That's who I was talking about. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Okay. But... What about, what's your least favorite word? can't oh yeah wow that's deep (laughs) yeah honestly i i don't understand a a lot of people that that have uh dreams or aspirations and they want to they want to reach a new level and they say well i can't do that and you know i talked to my kids and i said you know you're gonna fail there's gonna be failure but Failure really only sets in if you stop, if you say, you know, I can't, I can't continue. Or you don't even start, right? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is that a lot of people want to change their life. They want to change their career. They want to change their relationship. They want to, there's so many things that they want to change. You know, there's so many things out there that, that people want to change. And then they don't even start. They go, well, I don't, you know, I can't. And I just, I don't, I don't believe in it. And, and I find myself, falling into that trap as well at times you know you just kind of get overloaded and then I just I have my little pity party and then (laughs) I look at myself in the mirror and I say you can and just you know pull up your big boy pants and go out there and make it happen (laughs) that's awesome that's that's perfect I love it finally we know the fans were all disappointed when the show was canceled ourselves included what were your thoughts when you heard the news and how do you wish the show would have ended you know, honestly, I would have liked to have seen the show continue for for a, a while longer. I mean, obviously, every actor says, well, I want the show to continue forever. But I think that, and, and this is, you know, I, I was one of the, the, the kids, and, and I feel like they didn't use the kids enough. Yeah. And so I always, I always felt like as the kids got older, there was more opportunity to use the kids, you know. And so that's kind of how I wanted the the show to end is is with an opportunity where the 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 kids were more involved because it was a real vulnerable point for Amanda's characters is her family mm-hmm. and they they did they they put the family at risk but there were there's so many stories out there potential for stories out there where Amanda had to save her family or had to protect her family and, and it involved getting the kids more involved. And so I would have liked to have seen that happen, but you know, it, it was one of those things. I don't think when it, when I heard the news, I don't think I understood the scope of what was happening and how your, your life, your day to day life was going to change. Probably. Right. And, and so I I think it, I think it took some time to set, settle in or set in that the show was over and that those relationships had kind of ended, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, you know, it was shortly after that 
that uh, I had moved on to other things and, and wasn't wor- really working anymore. So it was it was kind of a weird, really, really weird period in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you work with people like every day or in your case, two, three times a week probably. But then all of a sudden they're just gone from your life. You don't even see them again for, you know, 25 years, maybe 30 years later, right? right? Yeah. And and that's the thing is that, you know, it's for a lot of the adults, it, it's business, mm-hmm. you know, and they're used to it. They're used to the, the constant change because the the people that I worked with on those shows, I mean, when you look at the regulars on Scarecrow Mrs. King, you're talking about big names in Hollywood right. that don't get the attention that they deserve, in my opinion, because you're talking about lifelong Beverly Garland working. actors and you know people yeah i mean beverly was a legend yeah um kate jackson was an angel for crying out loud right (laughs) and i mean the angel charlie's angels at at one point was like the biggest show on television Mm -hmm. and kate was the smart one you know Mm -hmm. and i mean they don't they don't they don't have a, a cute nickname like that for farah or or jacqueline smith it was the smart one. And then there was Farrah and Jacqueline Smith, you know, mm-hmm. so Kate was really a powerhouse on that show and, and, and our, and our, our show. So they were all used to the changes of Hollywood. And then, and Paul was too, uh, to some degree because, uh, he was, he was an experienced professional when he started that show. And, but I think that still we, the kids take the relationships a little bit more, as relationships and not as it's a business. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just kind of like you, you kind of get blindsided a little bit and you take it as it comes and then you get settled into your life as being a child. And then a couple of years later, it, it kind of dawns on you. What you had, what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm not doing that really neat thing anymore. So it was a, it was a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately we didn't get to see the, the culmination of Amanda's life. She had these, you know, her life was so compartmentalized and we didn't get to that point where you got to see the two worlds collide, really. We got close, right. but right. then, you know, probably another season we would have had, you know, the marriage exposed, I would think, and then, the you know, more exposure to the family uh, with the agency right. and things like that. Yeah, because especially at the end, I mean, how do you how do you hide the marriage? Right. How do you continue to hide the marriage? And... But but then you have to ask yourself, well, it probably makes sense to hide the marriage because you still have this family to protect. Right. Right. So does it make sense to just bring the marriage out into the open? And if you do, what, who who's at risk for that? Mm-hmm. How do you if protect you keep them? the marriage a secret? You know, the, the, what kind of life is that? You know, that? right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's that it's that whole that whole thing that if you're fighting crime, there's always someone out there that, that, um, is going to go after the ones you love. And, right. Use them as pawns. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think there was a, I think there was a lot of missed opportunity there. Um, luckily we have fan fiction to help right. us through that. <laughs> Soothe yeah. some of it away, you know? <laughs> That's well, good. well, luckily we have another 80 episodes before we, uh, MKC get there. So that wraps up this special episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and will join us next time when we walk through episode eight, Saved by the Bells, with none other than Jamie King, a.k.a. Greg Morton. Thanks, everyone.
Bye. 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 Thank you.